Mackie and Judd are talking twins. Talking twins. Now, with 1500ESPN.com senior web editor and resident seam head Derek Wetmore, presented by the Canopy Group for the best insurance coverage at the absolute best price. TCL Broadcast Studios, uh, Mackie out today, uh, Myron Metcalf, ESPN, ESPN.com, ESPN Radio, in for him. As you just heard, Wetmore joins us now. And uh, Derek, I want to start with the All-Star Game and the Twins selection. And I think Metcalf and I agree, we fixed the problem here. The problem, okay. the problem seems to be that Rosario, rightfully so, Rosario should be an All-Star. And, and unless he gets elected in the final, what, five vote, he's not going to be. This is very, very simple. If you took the vote away from the players, and by the way, players should vote on nothing, players don't pay attention. Players ask each other what they think. Players ask, say, what, where, where are you going to eat after the game? And by the way, who should I vote for for the All-Star game? Yeah. So players in no sport should vote. They should be eliminated from this. If you gave the commissioner's office the power here and said, elect the reserves, this fix is really, really simple. I mean, this is child's play. Michael Brantley um, of Cleveland off the All-Star team. Go home. He shouldn't be on it. He has no, he has no right. Rosario on the All-Star team. And now and now I'm going to fix baseball's biggest problem today by doing this. Blake Snell, who's 12 and 4, 2.09 ERA, Tampa Bay, great so far, left off the All-Star team. Blake Snell goes on it. Barrios, who will eventually make an All-Star game in my world, comes off of it. You now have your bad Twins team with the correct All-Star representative and I've made two moves or four involving four players. This, like is not, this is not that hard. You said you are going to fix baseball's biggest problem. And you didn't mention anything about pace of play oh, or no, mound I'm visits. Their <laughs> I'm sorry. I Millennials not paying attention. Yeah. I'll rephrase. Their biggest problem today, which is Blake Snell <laughs> hey, not being an all-star. Let me explain quickly why I don't get worked up about this, Judd. And then I'll give you a fix that a player gave me yesterday. That, that's similar to what you're talking about. He was incensed hmm. that Rosario was not on the team. And he shouldn't have voted. They're all happy for Braos, but yeah, I mean, they're all pretty like they should be. mad in that clubhouse. It's, that, it's dumb. That their record is keeping Rosario out of the game, I think, is the perception. But the Reds got three All-Stars. So explain, yeah, you know? yeah. That is, okay, so box. Yeah, but I mean, what is it? <laughs> you call me in sense. a corner here. I, I think the reason I don't get mad, Judd, is Rosario's going to be in the game. Rosario's going to be, or be named to it. He's not going to win the final vote. They've got two big market guys in that vote. Yeah. He, he's not going to win the final vote. Twins fans, vote all you want to. I don't <laughs> foresee Eddie Rosario winning that thing against Stanton and Benintendi. Yeah. That's just a, a tough hill to climb. But I don't get incensed about it because like, there's going to be five injury replacements and pitchers will back out because they're throwing on Sunday and five more starters will get in and you're going to have these relievers. Snell will be on the All-Star but team. But he should be today. Yeah, but who I'm cares? Saying, but but it's it's silly because it's so fixable. Players should never get to vote on anything. So players don't pay attention to things. Here's where I'll push back because I agree with that part of it. That players aren't like studying the stats. They're not looking yeah. and saying like who's the best. All they, they know, be. all they know is that series preparation. Yep. Who do we not want to beat us? Who's the best player on this team? They've got this Hopefully sort of they know that. laser focus on it. In most cases, <laughs> players know Miguel, that. Sometimes Miguel ain't so sure about who they're going to play. Well, and he's in Fort Myers right now. So <laughs> these players are laser focused on their opponent. They're not necessarily saying, like, who are the who are the 12 best pitchers in the American League? Go. They don't think like that. But here's the, the solution that the player gave me that might actually might make some sense. I could see it. Players pick the rosters. 
Here are the deserving players in our league. These are the guys that we know are the best in the game. Maybe this guy's had a hitting slump the last couple of weeks, but you know, I'm struggling to come up with a name here. But let's say Miguel Cabrera or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know Miguel Cabrera's an all-star if you play against him. You just know. And then, all right, maybe he's hitting 250 at the time of the break, but but players pick that whole roster. And then fans, because he still wants fans included in this, fans then vote on the starting lineup. So then you you get away from this situation where it's just a popularity contest, or as he called it, a beauty pageant. Hmm. Uh, I think that there's a certain amount of uh, yeah popularity that goes into it with the fan voting, but I don't think anybody really wants to take that away because baseball wants these fans to feel like they're engaged, they're involved, even if, let's be honest, Fans don't always make the right choices either. Yeah. Like, so it's it's not an easy fix, but I'm just here to tell you, you're not the only one mad about it, Judd, but I will not get in any line to protest I'm how, not, how they pick the I'm, rosters because I just don't I'm not, care. I'm not that mad about it. Yeah. I just think that there's a way to fix it, and and I don't want fans to vote, but I also appreciate that the fact that it involves them. And God knows right now, baseball needs fans to care. They, it's a That's huge right. thing. So I'm taking players out, and I'm saying, guys, you're not. I don't want you to do a thing. Just keep playing your games. I don't care. Besides that, where do the numbers come in? Because for me, and I don't know how you do it, right? Everything we're just spitballing here, right? Right. But I'm a big analytics guy. Okay. And for me, I feel like when you get down to the the Brantley Rosario, whatever the conversation is. At what point do you go to the metrics? At what point do you go to the numbers mm-hmm. and consult them and say, forget about whether it's the commissioner, players, or even fans voting. At what point do we just look at the raw numbers in those right. conversations and say, that guy yeah. is better than Brent? Like, there's just no conversation about that. He's the better player. Right. He deserves to go. So I think that's a really interesting question because that solves multiple layers of this. Like, if you back up and say, what is an all-star? Solve that, and then it becomes easier. I mean, I talk about this in baseball every year. Somebody gets hot and they run a reliever, might have 24 innings with one run allowed and, and you know, 40 strikeouts. And, like, that's, that's fantastic, and he should be an all-star. But then there's this guy who's been doing it for 15 years, and he's got the name recognition and the clout, and he does it in the biggest moments. You know, if Mariano Rivera slumped in April... It doesn't matter. He's going to the All-Star game. And I think that's what you have to answer first. To me, I do give some credibility to the fact that a guy's been there before. So Brantley is a perfect example of that. I I think the Brantley-Rosario decision, now part of it's teams have to be represented and they factor all of that stuff in, but I'm just saying, if you're looking at those two guys in a vacuum, Mm -hmm. I do. I want every team represented. We can fight about that. Get out of here. But I just say that... Leave the studio. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I will say that I think that if you if you just say who's got better numbers in the first three months of the season, easily Rosario. Rosario belongs on this no team, question. and there's, there's no fight. I, I can't even argue it. Right. But if you're looking at guys and you say, like, has this guy had an all-star career or whatever? And I think, let's be honest, that's what players are looking at. They're not necessarily saying, okay... Brantley's got a 20 points higher on base percentage, but his slugging's not as good as Rosario's. How does this all? <laughs> Rosario's got more outfield assists and his defensive war and his range factors are better. Players aren't looking at that. They're saying, Michael Brantley, right, but that's he's why, been there, all-star. But in my opinion, fans put in, put in those guys. Fans are going to mm-hmm. vote for the big market guys that they know. So that's taken care of. After that, the, the reserves but, to me should be guys having all-star seasons. 
Hmm. And it shouldn't be, I like this guy. Yeah. Or, or last time we played this guy, you know, we played Cleveland and Brantley was really he good. Went that's, how, that's, that's how they vote. These that people is how are, they vote. Players are not credible voters. That's how they vote. They're oh. not credible. And, and the commissioner's office has a far better chance of looking at this and, and doing what Myron just said, which is looking at the statistics analytics and saying, Eddie Rosario deserves to go. Clearly. Barrios will go someday. Yeah. He doesn't have to go mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. Well, I, so let's, let's just quickly break down. The fans vote for the starters. Players pick the reserves, and then there's this final vote. And but you know the managers used to get to pick the relievers and stuff like that. I don't know. I think, they can't. Yeah, I think, which I like that. Yeah, managers' they're role out. has been extremely limited, and that's smart because they're just going to pick their guys, or, or they're forced. They feel like they're forced to pick their guys. You're dead right about what that. What I'm saying is that if the if the players are then picking the reserves, I don't have as big of a problem with that because to me, they've decided in their mind. I want to go with the guy who's been there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, right or wrong, that's what players have decided, not Rosario has a higher wins above replacement. I, I I think you'd have a lot of fans that would argue against that. And I'm a numbers guy too, Myron. But I think you'd have a lot of fans say like, what does war have to do with being an all-star? And right. that's probably what the players are saying too. Let's come back and talk about this. When is a win streak really not impressive? Let's get to the Twins right now and their super impressive four-game sweep of the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles because I was told all weekend by people, including my my local cable all-sports network, that the Twins beat the Orioles four in a row, and that's impressive, and you've really got to give these guys credit. And you know what I say to that, Derek Wetmore? <laughs> That's what I say to that. The Baltimore Orioles are historically bad. The Royals are damn near as bad. They're coming to town next. You can win seven in a row, and I don't care when it mattered. You went one and nine against the White Sox, Cubs, and Brewers. My God, really? Does anybody really? And and you know what? If the beer tasted better at Target Field, God bless you. But if you put any stock into this crap, Give yourself a reality check. Well, the Baltimore Orioles are a joke. Horrible. They were on the plane on Saturday. Yeah. I, hey, so look. Please, please, <laughs> please. Judd, I told you on May 1st that this season was over, that individual games I, no longer matter. Complaining to you, I'm not okay. complaining at you Just for your coverage. Sure. What I am saying is there's far too many people in this town who are taking some weird drug that makes them delusional. Well, hey, if that allows you to enjoy the month of July before the Twins go into their massive sell-off mode, then great, yeah, exactly right. And then up in August, do you figure out like pay, what weekends is the I link available? I don't pay my cable bill to be sold a bill of BS. But Judd, yeah. you're weird. You got to know that. No, but I. But you are not the average viewer of Twins games. You're not am, the average people who picks I am, up the paper. I am weird, but people should come to my side to understand why it's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this, right. Should, this shouldn't be celebrated. Yeah, just so you know, Thank like you, you're out on this, this, this little island. And I'm closer to you because I cover this team on a daily basis. What I'm saying is that you can't hardly blame anyone for wanting to inject, even if it's a little bit of faux optimism, a little bit of optimism because it makes the day-to-day grind of a baseball season just seem better. It's more tolerable. I Look, I've got a list here of nine guys, ten guys that you could conceivably see traded this month or next month before the uh, waiver deadline. That, to me, is all I'm thinking about when I show up at the park, but that doesn't mean that like the game itself doesn't matter. That Odorizzi's start is meaningless. Like, if, if your basic point is that the only thing that matters is championships, and I, we're seeing this in the NBA right now, people are sick to death of the loading up and super teams, and the Warriors are ruining basketball. I, I couldn't disagree with that more. I'm as interested in the NBA now as I have been my entire life. Despite the fact that I know the Warriors are going to win the next championship. Yeah. I know that sitting here today. And that to me 
is sort of a fundamental divide. I think you and I disagree on this a little bit, Judd, where I don't think that the Twins are going to win the World Series this year. And I'm still going to show up to Target Field after this. And I, and I think what no. you're getting after is like, this win streak doesn't matter at all. Well, it does for its own sake. That, that's sports. You're it, saying it's, for, it's wins. It's wins. I, yeah. I Like, look, if the Twins win 75 games or 80 games, it doesn't change anything. This is a it is a disappointing season. It's horrible. All right, then, then, then when you come back and break down these games, yeah. what I want is a breakdown of how horse bleep the Orioles are. Okay, that's, that's why fine. you won. Yeah, that's fine. What I want, what yeah. I want, Fox Sports North starting tonight is that the, will never happen. Is, is the Treasure Island and Casino featured twin who I would trade today? Yeah, <laughs> and give me the you breakdown. Of, and give me the breakdown of who <laughs> you're going to trade and why. Yeah. That's what, what you I, might get for I want, him. And I don't. I just want reality. Yeah. Right. I look. So I'm not, and I'm not raining. If you're a fan, I'm not raining on your parade. If the beer tastes better, that's awesome. But what I want from people that I pay to give me credible coverage is I want the reality of we're going to come back and show you just how bad Baltimore is. Well, because they are a joke. That real, I mean, being realistic would help. I mean, I agree. Look, I'm I'm on your guy's side of the fence with that. Yeah, it's never going to happen. But it should. It should. But it's it should not. Come close. It's it like, should come closer. Yeah. It comes like we're closer going in, in circles true. here, right? It comes closer in Boston and Chicago's of the world. I'm not saying that they're not big fans. I, I'm not asking them to dump on the Twins constantly, but just give me a give me a dose. Give me a little bit of salt and pepper yeah. of reality once in a while sprinkled in. Okay. I would like some of that. that. Sign I would, me up. I would like a dose of reality on Byron Buxton. Sure. Because I think we live in a place where everybody likes to treat him like he's your buddy. Right. Nobody wants to criticize him. That's right. He's given us one burst, right. one flash of brilliance, and all of a sudden people are like, wait, how long do I have to wait? Yeah. Why am I still waiting on Byron Buxton? Maybe this guy just can't hit big league pitching. Like, maybe he is a guy who's going to be a disappointment throughout his entire career. Like, I'm watching the Mike Trouts and the Bryce Harpers and yeah. the Machados and all these guys right. who were hyped like Buxton, and then when it came time to deliver, they did, he didn't. Right. So at what point is it okay to be disappointed and upset with what I've seen in Byron Buxton so far? And at what point, if you're the Twins, do you have serious conversations right. about the next steps for him and how much value you could get on the trade market with him? Well, I think those next steps conversations are already happening. Yeah. What? How do we fix this? Because your best path to a championship caliber team runs through Byron Buxton. Yeah. I, if, if he can hit. If he can, well, right. That's what I'm saying. It's, right. that's, this is a big right. condition because if Byron Buxton can't hit, I don't know how you build yourself into that team. But he can hit. I mean, that's my concern. He right. can hit. So like like what how do you how do you make a franchise guy I know. a guy who can't hit even in the minors? Yeah. Right? Like if you told me he went down in the minors and he was hitting three hundred and oh my god, he's not hitting in the minors. Yeah, and right now I think that's a product of working through his swing. And so they're basically saying like so I'll tell you a story. I played J V baseball and that's the highest I ever got. I was not a good baseball player. Uh, Better than I was. The heart was I willing. Little League. I mean, the, the heart and I mind were willing. <laughs> the uh, body was not quite able. And there was a there was a pitcher who was a year younger, and he was playing up. And uh, pitching coach had him working on something that game, and he basically he told to him flat out in front of the team, which was a mistake. He said, "I don't care if you give up 16 runs today. You're pitching four innings, and I want you working on this new delivery. This he was like hit. I don't know what the deal. I, I couldn't even remember the details if I tried, but." I thought that was such a 
a devastating statement to say in front of a team like, we don't care if we win this game. I care more about this guy's future. Yeah. Well, that's where the Twins are at right now. And it's surprising when it happens to a major league baseball team. It's surprising when it happens to a guy who's already made it all the way to the major leagues and won a gold glove. Like, is a, is a known commodity, is a known name. I think what they're saying right now in AAA is, and same for Miguel Sano in single A, look, I don't care what the box score says at the end of the day. I want your swing to get back to where it was at the last two months of last season. I understand if you're on a JV team. How old were you? Right, right, exactly. exactly. I I get that. I couldn't drive you. This is a 24-year-old who's supposed to be a phenom, and you still got people saying, you know what, give him a year. That was last year they told me that, Derek. Now we're here at this point, and people are still saying, Give him a year. Like, are we going to do this till he's 30? This is the problem. The, fir- the, the problem with the 2018 Twins is not that they're going to miss the postseason. I, I think I told you this a couple of weeks ago. It's not that they're going to miss the postseason because if you told me last year's wild card didn't repeat and didn't make the postseason, I'd say, like, yeah, okay, fine. They've got a good core they're building around. They're building to something. Their general manager, their uh, chief baseball officer, they talk all the time about sustainable championship caliber club. Well, okay, they're building towards that. The problem with the 2018 Twins is not only are you losing, you've lost, and now you don't know what you're getting from your two most important players going forward. And, and, and you're right. That would be, you're right. if I went home from the office every day, you know, that mattering, my, my future depending on yep. what happens to those two guys, no. I would be all kinds of nervous right now. And I don't care when they're back in 2018. If they come back in 2018, right. what you need to do is have this turned around by opening day 2019. Yeah, well, you asked my... That's, that's all I care about. When yeah. when do you get nervous? You asked me, when, when do you... I'm nervous right now. Yeah, I'd be worried yeah, the day be. I had to send those guys out. I'm worried about what happens, not only the rest of this year, yep. but for the three and the five-year future of the Twins, too. I, I'm already concerned. That moment has already come and gone. He should be criticized. More, I mean, there should be but, more heat on Buxton than there is. Sure. But I told him he's not He's not because we're, we're so mad at Sano because Sano was right. an all-star and has, has the abilities. Byron's a, a nice kid who works hard. Right. Yeah. So we give Byron a, a pass based on, on the fact that we're so PO'd at Sano. We right. can't see straight absorbs, to get mad at yeah. Buxton. He absorbs a lot of the blows. And if, if Miguel comes back in 2019 and is successful and Buxton is still struggling, I think at that point in time yeah. we're going to say this really isn't going to work. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, Baseball is a game built on failure, so we can always find a way to criticize guys. And I almost, I almost wonder sometimes the pendulum swings a little too far in the other direction. Where, well, hey, if he was a prospect, oh, it's going to be great. He's going to be fine. Kid gloves all the way from age eighteen to twenty six before we finally someday decide on a prospect. Like, yeah, maybe he's not actually the player we thought he was going to be. Someday I, over the rainbow. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'll say I'm not someday there with Byron Buxton. I'm not there with Miguel Sano. I still think that there's time for both those guys to straighten out their careers. Thank you, sir. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.